Why do I always feel bad when I'm hanging up with my daughter? A question just went two different ways in my head, which seems ridiculous because it's one question, but what I always feel bad, that's a question in itself, but I didn't mean to say with my daughter, because apparently in general I still, I must, according to what I am talking about, and letting go of her. Like, I always feel bad when it's the end of the time that we have together or it's the end of the conversation. Like, my whole body wants to just keep it going. You know, she's my life, my love, my blood. And I don't want that, you know, to ever end. So there's always that. But why do I feel bad about... Why do I feel bad? Why do I feel bad about my daughter... And why is it so hard to let go? I often go into these random mood, emotional, irrational states. And they're definitely not Facebook moments. (laughs) They're... They're a part of my life, though, and I've gotten used to them, and fortunately they don't come as frequently or often as they have at times, but I get overwhelmed with feelings, with emotions, with pain. Uh... I had not seen my grandson, Eli, since mid-February. And it's it's April 17th, 2019. And two days ago, I finally got to see him again. Eli is a very bright light in the dark tunnel that's in my heart. And... Being around him inspires me to feel such love and happiness that it's undeniable. It's amazing. And I feel that connection with children. I, God, I love kids. I always have. And my children are are grown and they haven't responded to me like that in oh more than a decade I guess with Avery being eight uh, little kids are just great they are just wondrous <laughs> wondrous beings that are amazed by the simplest things that love knowledge They love learning. They ask why all the time. Why, why, why? Oh my gosh. It takes an amazingly patient and knowledgeable parent to sustain all of the whys that a toddler and child all the way up to their teens who continuously ask why and why and why. But they are... uh, 
they can light up over the smallest things. If you can teach them to do things, oh my gosh, they are, it's amazing to watch. It's amazing to be a part of. And um, Eli brought me that kind of energy after not having it for a long time. And unfortunately, I uh, lost contact with my son Colby and Savannah. Not lost contact, but shit happened. Personal things. But I betrayed Savannah's trust at some point. It wasn't a boundary I was aware of. I, I didn't know that she told me that in confidence. I saw something was wrong and I said it. And apparently I betrayed her trust. And that, that's a big thing. Big things. It's a big thing. To have your trust betrayed. It's... Anyway, it's been hard to get past. I lost my phone in February. And in it I lost... Oh my God, folks. I lost years. I had that phone for... Almost two years. And I had so many pictures. So many... Everything, just on the phone. Uh, fuck the cloud. I can't afford the cloud. I didn't... There were some pictures on there, honestly, that I didn't want in the cloud. So I preferred them on my phone where I assumed only I could access them. And uh, that phone just up and disappeared one night. Hanging out at my friend E's house. I had been on it in the garage with him and his son. We were smoking. And I brought up my podcast and... Trying to get his son on there. Uh, his other son, Chris, says he'll be on there. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that. But in the meantime, I was trying to play back some of the recordings with Ed and I, and my phone started dying. So I was like, "Yeah, I gotta go. Time to get out." Ed drove me over to my car, which was parked over the park. I got in my car, start driving. I realized I don't have my phone. My phone was not in my car, not in my purse, not in my coat, not in his car, not in his house, not in his couch. Phone is just up and fucking gone. So my new phone, which I just got in February, doesn't even have Savannah's phone number in it. So since the incident happened around Christmas where I saw injustice and I brought it up, and I lost somebody's trust and I hurt someone. I didn't have the phone number to contact her to try to make amends. Um, I didn't mean to hurt her. I knew what was going on was hurting her. And I brought it up to try to make it stop. And... And ended up hurting her. So I hadn't heard from them in months. And in fact, the last couple times that I've been to my parents' house in an effort to see the kids since hurting her, it's, it's been horrendous. 
it's been emotionally horrendous. I would come to my mom's with maybe a little laundry to do. And as soon as Eli found out I was home, he would come running down the stairs. Grandma, Grandma, I swooped that boy up. It just, his presence, his presence. I feel like the Grinch on Christmas and my heart grows three times. Just being around this little boy makes me feel love. And we'll hug and, and talk for a little bit. And then next thing I know, here comes my son and his girlfriend. And they snatch him up without a word and take him off, kicking and screaming. And leave us both crying without a word. And fucking eight. That shit hurt so much. I don't. I don't ever want to see the ones I love in pain. And that little boy just wanted to be with his grandma. And I. God damn it, I. I just wanted to be with him. <laughs> and the amount of pain that was inflicted just in those interactions, I quit doing them. I quit doing it. I couldn't go down there. I couldn't. <sighs> Every time. So at some point, I just stopped going. I stopped going to my parents. I stopped trying to be around him. And, uh, this past weekend, I finally needed to do laundry. Like, it was just at that point. And, um, I texted my parents, told them that I was coming. You know, is that okay? I want to use your washer and dryer, obviously. But, uh, would you do me a favor and not tell Colby and Savannah that I'm coming? <laughs> Because I'm afraid if you tell them that they'll be gone before I get there. And I was really hoping to see Eli. So my parents both reassure me, you're welcome anytime. Uh, I asked if Colby had a phone yet because Colby's been without a phone for a few months. And my dad says, yes, he has a phone. And I said, well, since I lost my phone... I haven't been able to contact them. Like, my number hasn't changed, and they've definitely not tried to reach me. But if I had their numbers, you know, maybe I can get in touch with them about this. And uh, my dad willingly passed over the phone numbers. You know, my mom says, you know, we'll see you Sunday. And uh, drive down there Sunday... Park in the driveway, open the garage door, and as I'm getting out with my clothes, uh, Savannah is like standing there in the doorway of standing there in the doorway to my parents' house from the garage, and she's all in smiles. I mean, she looked, she looked happy, right? Like I. I've known Savannah for, well, as long as I've known Savannah, uh, a year at least. And 
she looks happy and she's talking to me, which is great because for the last few months they've just been, all I see of them is them taking Eli and leaving. They're always leaving as soon as I get there. Um, so she's happy and talking to me and asking me about the laundry and apologizing because her clothes are in the washing machine and she was really great. Um, it, you know, it was nice when she was nice to me. It was, it hurt so much when she refuses to interact with me or, or is angry with me, but it's nice when she's nice to me. And I, she said that Eli was there and that I could see him and, oh my God. If I didn't think it would freak her the fuck out, I would have fallen down and cried right in front of her. I didn't, I didn't really expect to get any time with him, but for her to, uh, it's ridiculous. I know I'm ridiculous, but it was great, and uh, I got in the house and. Sure enough, he like comes running down the stairs, and oh my god, I love this little man. Just the sight of him. He's like vitamin D or something for me. Just the sight of him makes a lot of things inside of me come to life. And we spent oh, the next seven hours together. It was awesome. Oh, it was so awesome. Uh, we made some homemade Play-Doh. My mom has this great recipe for... <laughs> Homemade Play-Doh, which is not toxic. Easy to make. It's really cheap. It's just flour and uh, cream of tartar and some salt. Some food coloring. But it's soft. It's malleable. Uh, Eli loves Play-Doh. Introduced him to Play-Doh about six months ago. And this kid loves Play-Doh. But the Play-Doh, he's only three. He loves it when the Play-Doh squishes out of things. Like <laughs> they have a they have a barbershop Play-Doh that my daughter got for him. And basically you holster a male or female looking doll into a chair and it's got this bunch of holes in its head. And you <laughs> you cram Play-Doh up its butt and it comes out its head. <laughs> it's not really that graphic, but if you think about it, it is. But he loves to be able to squish that Play-Doh out of his head. And I remember once when Avery brought over some Play-Doh things for him to play with, some new ones, you could put Play-Doh in a spot and then you could push down on a hammer and like three strings of spaghetti would come shooting out the end. And Avery was taking the Play-Doh over and over. And she goes, I don't know why, but this is so soothing. <laughs> it was soothing for her to uh, squish out the Play-Doh. She just really liked that. <laughs> it, was, it, was pretty, it was pretty epic. I hate that stupid word. But spending time with kids, my kids, people I love, it's, it's pretty fucking epic. I I miss the times that we all did have because there are times 
This world goes so damn fast. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, but I, I got seven hours with little Eli. We went in the backyard. I tried to teach him how to ride his big wheel. He kind of gets it. At first, when I took him out there, he was in his house slippers. He has these cute little fucking house slippers <laughs> that are furry lined on the inside, plaid on the outside, and they got kind of hard rubber soles. So he sports these around the house, this little guy. <laughs> but when we go out to ride the big wheel, I'm like, no, like you need big boy shoes. Big boy shoes. So we go in the house, and he gets on some tennis shoes, and he gets how to pedal, but he just doesn't really seem to want to. Like, he would rather, he saw his grandma bending over and pushing him on his big wheel. <laughs> but I wouldn't change it for the world. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, he's just a great kid to spend time with. He's smart. He's funny. He's cute. Kids just... Uh, some kids just have a fire in them that <laughs> it's contagious. And I was really glad to have that time with him. I also got to hold my granddaughter, Luna, who, oh my gosh, is she, <laughs> she is just a little chubby baby. She's just like her daddy. Um, Marcos used to call Colby Chubby Chubs. Because he was a little chunker for a while. But I think every healthy I think every healthy baby is chunky at some point. I think babies are meant to be loved. And that's really part of what they need when they're here is just love. It's love and food and comfort and clean diapers. <sighs> yeah, weird. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. But just... Wanted to thank Colby for anybody who's not aware of what's going on in that situation. I know my brother listens, so hey, Brian, maybe this episode is for you. But uh, I hope I filled this topic. I hope so. I hope so, guys. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Just kind of wanted to get you caught up with me. Thanks for listening. This is Jaden and I'm Joey.